welcome back to When a Gay Girl Meets a Trans Girl. I'm the Gay Girl Holly. And I am the Trans Girl Brooklyn. It's funny, for a second there, you were like, <laughs> I'm the Gay Girl Holly, <laughs> and I'm all alone today. <laughs> Don't need the trans girl. Going to rename the episode. <clears throat> yeah, so how are you? Very pregnant still. Yeah, we went to another appointment yesterday. Everything's going fine. My feet are still super swollen. Oh. It's a very weird feeling. Yeah, they look like little... Club feet. Yes, they do. Got some cankle going on. They're big. They're big and around. They kind of squishy. If you, like, massage her feet, they kind of squish, which and is very weird. when I walk, they jiggle. They like jiggle. Like the top part that's swollen jiggles. It's wow. weird. And if you've seen any pictures of her, like what we've posted on our Facebook page, you'll see that she is quite a tiny girl, normally. She's giving me a look like, why did you just say normally? Mm-hmm. You still are a tiny girl. You still got that like little <sighs> tiny girl look, but very pregnant mm-hmm. in a different way. Mm-hmm. So what else have you been doing lately? What what have we got going on? Um, Our anniversary is yes. coming up. So this is our two-year anniversary married. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, we were talking about a little bit about the wedding, and she was saying that she doesn't really remember any of it. We didn't have wedding planners or anything. We did everything. And so, the whole day was like a hurricane. I don't know. I felt like it went through pretty good. Um, I had actually just had my surgery, I think, was it the week before or two weeks before, oh. for my bottom part so I was not supposed to be up moving around a lot but I was moving around quite a bit I remember the end of the night feeling like it burned really bad so when it got to be pickup time and everybody left I did a little bit and I was yeah. like I can't move anymore I remember me and your parents that and mine did a lot of the ending stuff and let you try to chill yeah yeah, I went to the vehicle and I sat back and put my legs up. And it was only like 20 minutes. You guys didn't do a whole lot of yeah. work. It just had to be swept and just some things picked up. But I helped put away the tables and yeah. I did a few things with you guys. Yeah. But um, one of these times, maybe the next anniversary, we're going to have to have us each read out our... Um, vows. Our vows. So you guys can hear what they were. We totally forgot to wear our, or to bring our bouquets. Like, we had them, and, like, it did, didn't it take us, like, days or weeks to be like, oh, we didn't do our bouquets. Yeah, yeah. It was not, yeah. It was a while afterwards, like, what? And her mom, like, made them, so they looked super pretty, and we did not get to, they were on the table for pictures, but, yeah. 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 I don't know, we, um... I don't know that we would have had a whole lot of room. Both of us were holding the vows the vows in our hands. Yeah. Well, we could have had like our best people hold them. Yeah. And then you had special vows for your your little step men in your life. Yeah. All four of the boys. Yeah. And I remember just kind of sitting there looking over at them and they were all kind of just sitting there smiling, listening, very content. Yeah. I knew they, they loved their stepmama. They still do. You're very special to them. That's good, and I'm happy. Happy we all get along really well. We formed a good little family. Yeah, you guys are 
gamers just like um I mean you guys are all gamers together just like each other. Yeah. Which is crazy. Do you guys have any particular games that you feel like you match really well on? Um Well, I know Ark and no me and Carson like more of the same games. Ark, No Man's Sky. I got him into ESO. Well, I got him into No Man's Sky too. ESO. Um, um, but the game that all of us like to play together that we all are on a good level field is Minecraft. Like, that was actually when we very first started talking. That was the first game that like all six of us played together. Yeah. And that's still one that we can all get together sometimes and just play. Years ago, um, right after my divorce, it was Tatum and I used to play a world. We called it the um, the castle world. And even now, he's like, can we play that castle world? And it's a world where it's a creativity world, creative world. Um, but we built this massive castle and this big old wall all around it. And I showed you that one, right? Yeah. It was huge. It was crazy. It is huge. It was very impressive. Thank you. Wish I could do a little bit better. I want to do like more to it, but I feel like I'm limited. And I wish I wouldn't have done it in a certain way because like I feel like the biome, um, the castle got so big it actually went over to two different biomes. So if you look at the castle sometimes you can see half of it covered like half the wall covered with snow and the other half it's just raining. And I'm like, uh I wish I wouldn't have done that. I wish I would have had it closer over where I had it all in the same biome. Um, but yeah, that's uh, our anniversary and then our gaming stuff together. Family of nerds and little nerdlings. And have a little nerdling coming very, very, very soon. And Watchy turns out to be a jock and we're like, oh. <laughs> I know. Probably won't like video games knowing us. I'd play baseball with them though. I'd have fun. I mean, my outside me would love that. I'm still very much an outside person. Yeah, well, so that's true. I'd, You'll be throwing I'll be the content. ball back and forth. Yeah, I'll be content either way. Yeah. I don't know. I still see him as a gamer. He's going to be just like his mom, I can tell. Mm -hmm. I'm going to feel like the same games. Anyway. Minecraft. Um, yeah. Hopefully. Um, so, before we get on to anything else, I wanted to say congratulations to you. For me? For you. And for me. For what? For what? We. Oh, I know. We are on Feedspot. They had a article that's a hundred best LGBTQ podcasts, and we came out number sixty-six. We made it to the top one hundred, and we're almost halfway to the yes. top. Yes, I know. Isn't that great? Yeah, it's pretty neat. So, thank you all for checking us out. We love having you on here. We love being able to sit here and tell our stories. Just yeah. talk to you for an hour. or 45 minutes-ish. Thank you. Yeah. But it says that the these are the 100 best LGBTQ podcasts, um, the best LGBTQ podcasts from thousands of podcasts on the web from around the world and are ranked by traffic, social media followers, and freshness. You're pretty fresh. You know that? Huh. <laughs> <laughs> I've had a lot of fun doing this. This is, I'm glad that we're in season two. It's hard to believe that we're this many episodes in. Yeah. But we got a lot of fun things this year going on and a lot to share with you all. So hope mm -hmm. you keep sticking around with us. 
And then our subject, well, one of our subjects today is a not so fun thing. Nope. Since we've got 9-11 coming up, we were going to discuss, one, we were going to bring in the gay topic, and two, we were going to discuss where we were when it happened, and then maybe you guys could reflect on yourselves, like, where you were, did it, how did it affect you, like me, it helped inspire me to join the military, um, to protect people, Yeah. You know. Well... So 9-11, um, this podcast is out in 2023, so that's actually going to be on a Monday this year. But it is considered to be Patriot's Day. Correct? Yeah. Yeah. So it was set up by George Bush Jr. Um, as a holiday towards all the patriots out there, um, especially the ones off of 9-11. The ones that helped protect us, the ones that... Um, helped save additional lives and as well as the ones that didn't unfortunately make it um you're the patriots and to remember that we are not invincible as a country you know i used to love flying and something like that kind of i know that it's more secure now but something like that has always kind of scared me over the years like see i don't even know a life outside of that like for me I can't believe how chill people say that that was like flying because I've grown up with it just being super strict. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's like the kids, they have no idea. They grew up after it happened. So to them, it's like a Pearl Harbor. Yeah. I mean, it was just there when they were born. Yeah. And we had to live the world. Now I had 10 years to your senior. So that means I actually got to experience it a little bit deeper and in different ways than what you did. Yeah. And um, it was pretty crazy. I remember that moment very, 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 very well. And it was a very emotional, very impactful moment in my life. And I still can't believe to this day that I was around for it. But um, So I guess I'm going to go into some articles. I don't know. Do you want to read a few of these for me? Um if you want to. Um, I have a couple of art- articles pulled up. There's actually a few of them that go into um, people that belong to the LGBTQ world. Um, whether it's a supporter in some way or someone that might have actually been gay, trans, bi, whatever. Um, so I'm actually going to read this article for the first time with you. I'm going to read the one off of OutfrontMagazine.com. And the article is The Hidden Queer Story and the Heroes of 9-11. So this came out in September 11th of 2001. So it was the 20-year anniversary. Um, I'll just go over a few of these names here. One was Father Michael F. Judge. And he's actually a Catholic um, priest who help support the LGBTQ community. It says here that judge had spent 40 years with the church working with marginalized communities, particularly those hit hardest with the HIV AIDS epidemic. And obviously that was clear back in the late eighties, early nineties. It was in a time where priests were best silent on the issue, but Judge was hands-on advocate of the LGBTQ community. 
Judge was more than just an advocate on behalf of the queer population, but he was a part of it. Father Judge's selflessness is a reminder of the sanctity that the church often overlooks in the LGBTQ community, said James Martin, a... I don't know that word. I don't know this word either. Jewist priest? Jesuit? Jewist? I don't know. Google. Don't know how to say that. Um, While you look for that word, uh, heaven is filled with LGBTQ people, and all the church has to do is start recognizing this. Jesuit. A Jesuit? A member of the Society of Jesus, a Roman Catholic order of priests founded by St. Ignatius Loyola, St. Francis Xavier, and others in 1534 to do missionary work. The order was... The order was zealous in opposing the Reformation. Despite periodic persecution, it has retained an important influence in Catholic thought and education. Huh. Learning. Very nice. Um, and she grew up going to Catholic school. I, I did. <laughs> I've never heard that word, though, before. Maybe I did, and it's just kind of over my head. <laughs> what do they do? The little whistle? <laughs> over the head kind of thing? With the hand that flies over your head? Never mind. Never mind. Okay. Anyway, um, do you want to take the next one here? The next person? Yeah. It's, uh, Mike Bingman? 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 Mark Bingham. Bingham. Was a passenger aboard United Airlines Flight 93 when it was hijacked. Um, I'm going to skip that. There's no doubt in my mind that Mark is a hero and did everything in his power to keep the plane from hurting innocent people, says San Francisco resident. Uh, Holm believes that Bingham, his former partner, was one of the flight's passengers responsible for foiling the hijackers' plans to ram the plane into another national landmark. He recalls multiple occasions when his boyfriend fought off would-be muggers, even one brandishing a gun. Wow. Oh, wait, so this is not confirmed, but hopefully, hopefully it happened. I mean, I'd rather none of it happened, but yeah. That's interesting. There's a picture of him. Um, it's sad when you look at these pictures, knowing that they last 20 years haven't been with us. Yeah. That's pretty sad. The next one's two guys with what looks to be their baby. Oh, this is the... Bradhorst Gamboa family. Dan and Ron were two opposites that complemented each other in many ways. J.B. Campis? Campis? Recalls with his dear friends. Um, they may have looked like an unlikely pair. Gamboa was from a. Oh. What? I'm just reading ahead. Uh, oh, no. Gamboa and Dan. Oh, pregnant lady can't read this. That's sad. Says, despite their undoubtedly... Says, despite their physical appearance, these two men were undoubtedly made for each other. They had been together for 14 years when their United Flight 175 hit the World Trade Center, killing both of them and their three-year-old adopted son, David. Hmm. That poor little... I say that, that, all three of them. Yeah. Ooh, that's crazy. You know, again, you look at those pictures and those people are gone from this world. 
Um, you want to get the next one? This one is Carol Flyzik. She was on her flight home after spending a relaxing mini vacation with her partner, partner of nearly 13 years, Nancy Walsh. Um, Flyzik was a passenger on American Airlines Flight 11, the first of two planes that collided with the World Trade Center. Uh, the two women met on the job. Flyzik moved in with Walsh and her children, who Walsh says cared for Flyzik as if she was their own parent. Um, Walsh is so glad that more publications are starting to share the stories of Flyzik and the other queer Americans killed in the attacks. She was just a wonderful human being who wanted to accept her, who wanted people to accept her for who she was. This would have been very important to her, Walsh says. Wow. Um, the next one is Pamela Boyce. Um, 43-year-old Pamela Boyce worked as a vice president of the World Trade Center firm. Uh, she was working on the 92nd floor when her building was hit by American Airlines Flight 11. So she had recently earned an associate's degree, graduating with stellar marks, and plans to continue her education with a bachelor and then a master's degree. Says, but even with her ambitious career goals, she has always made time for her family. She has loved her two nieces and nephew and made sure to be part of their lives. She liked taking time off in the summer to get away from get away to the beach, not from the beach. <laughs> <laughs> Some people might, <laughs> and enjoy the sun with her partner of six and a half years, Catherine Anello. Those are all. That's really sad. That's a lot of, and I'm sure there's many, many more involved in this. But these are the ones straight out of the article. Hmm. Oh, Michael. Judge his name's even on one of the memorial. I think all of them stages. are. I've been to that memorial. Have you oh. been there? I don't think so. No. Well, we'll be in New York this next summer and hopefully doing a podcast from New York City. If you guys haven't been to this website, I'm looking around on it and it, it looks pretty cool. Outfrontmagazine.com. It's got. The Adventures of Vaginoplasty, A Trans Woman's Guide to Healing, Colorado Fall Home Show. Beers and Queers. Beers and Queers. <laughs> um, just in time for Comic Con, Queer Superheroes. It's got some neat articles on here. Is it active still? I don't know. Huh. Well, even still, if you're sitting around bored. It's got some neat things on it. Yeah. That so, is... for where we were... Oh, yeah, that article was two years old. Um, this last... This website? Where... Last updated this year, so... Looks like it's still active. Uh, um, so, where were you? The morning that it happened. Um, it's weird, because you kind of had this, like, weird ambiance in the air. Like, that day... Even looking at it, looking back at it, you kind of had this weird fog in the, just from all of it. Um, I ended up going to school that day, and I was in one of my classes, and they were like... What school? 
high school, Ooh, college. This was col- my fir- this was uh, freshman year of hmm. of uh, college, hmm. and um, they were like, "Hey, you guys can go take your break because we were taking like a little 15. We walked out into the lobby, and there had just started an article. This was like maybe at when did the first one hit? I was 11 years old. I, I don't, and I haven't really read too much into it. I think this was that. had to have been around eight o'clock in the morning because this was really, really, really early. Um, I know it was morning because we well, did our morning announcements in the cafeteria. Okay, so the timeline goes that it's five forty-five a.m. Um, they say they the two hijackers passed through the security gate in Portland, Maine. So that's kind of where and. They've, they board a flight to Boston, so that's kind of where we are. Um, okay, so this will kind of give you an idea. This was 846 is when Flight 11 first crashed into the North Tower. So and weren't they sh- not sure what it was? They thought it might be an accident or something? They did. So when I was when we first walked out there, it just happened. I remember they were just, there was a lobby outside, to kind of like a little student center. You had couches everywhere and a big TV on the wall. And we walked out there, me and another friend that were going to school there at the same time. And we walked out to one of the couches and they were like, this just in from whatever news channel we were watching. And they were talking about how the there was a crash in the World Trade Center. And I was like, wow, you know, I was just there like a couple years ago and I was in that World Trade Center and it was smoking and they were like talking about it. And we sat there um, for it all. And... I remember they were talking about it possibly being like um, on purpose, but they didn't think so. They were considering it to be an accident at that point. And they had video of it going in the background, like just smoking at the time. And then all of a sudden, I remember a plane flying across the screen and hitting into the second one. And I was like, whoa, is that a second one? Did another plane hit? And my friend was like, oh, no, they're just replaying that. And I was like, no, they're not. I was like, look, both of them are on fire now. And he was like, oh, I think they're just replaying that. And um, right about that time is when we started to have to head back. We were probably watching it for another two or three minutes, which by that time it was 9.03. So that that makes about right sense right there because that was about the 15 minutes um, from 8.46 to 9.03. And um, we went back to the class and there was like four or five people in there. A lot of people, when the second one hit, a lot of people are like, screw this, I'm out of here. Like, I'm leaving. Um, But there was only a handful of people in the class and um, they, we sat down and she started talking a little bit. She talked for about five minutes and then she walked out to the hallway and she came back in and she's like, you know what? This, it's not even worth doing this right now. She was like, I'm dismissing class. And so we ended up leaving. I ended up walking out to the lobby and watching for like another half hour maybe. And I was like, you know, I'm going to head home. So I went home. My parent, my mom was home. And I was like, have you been watching TV? And she was like, no. And then we ended up turning on TV for her. And I was like, you know, we're under attack. Somebody's blowing up our buildings in New York. And we sat there watching it for a while. And this, at this point, it probably had to be about 10 o'clock, maybe 1030, I think at the latest. And I remember having my video camera sitting on the end table. And I picked it up and actually recorded a few moments in that. I think I had about three minutes that I recorded off that day 
and it was showing the live broadcast of the news that was happening. And then at that moment, they were talking about how they were, um, how they were going to be canceling all the flights. So I remember walking outside, looking into the air, being like, wow, there's no flights out here, which is not very common for being in Wichita since we're the air capital of the world. We have airplanes landing all over the place. So that's pretty much about it. Um, I remember shortly after, like, I was going up to work, which was at Circuit City at the time, who no longer exists. And I had to get gas, and there were long, long, long lines. And I was like, wow, I'm just, I'm not going to do this. And then somebody else was walking by. He's like, hey, if you're going to expect to get gas, the police are going to come around here and make you move. And they were like, it, you need to pull your um, your fuse out of the little the little meter. And I was like, this isn't even worth it. So I like just pulled out and like took off. Hmm. But um, we ended up going to work and they ended up shutting down after just a couple of hours because nobody had been in there all day, but they had all the TVs going and all the broadcasts. We were just standing there watching the, um, watching the news the whole time, which was crazy. Yeah. But that was, that was my time. How about yours? What happened on 9-11-2001 in Holly's World? I was out in Virginia. I was in elementary school. I was 11. And we were in the morning announcements in the cafeteria. And then I remember they sent us home because something bad happened and then when I got home you didn't know they didn't tell you they just said you're going to be going home I don't recall if I just don't remember but I know they didn't go into detail because I mean looking back they probably thought that our parents should explain it to us yeah it's more for the parents to discuss with the kids um but I remember my mom I think my mom came and got us or the buses took us I don't remember but I remember getting home and my mom was like, wait, were we in Virginia? No. How old was I? It was... Well, if you're 11 years old and this is 2001. It was Virginia. Anyway, um, my mom, I saw her and she was crying and we were like, what is going on? And she had the news on and she said that it, there might be some bad people that are attacking America right now. And so we just kind of sat there and watched it with her for a little bit. And I remember I felt a little scared, but I felt mostly like just sad for those people kind of thing. So that was just kind of a kind of a fog to you as well since probably since you were much younger yeah what grade were you in when you were 11 what what age is that is that fifth grade i believe i was in fifth grade did you guys talk a lot about it afterwards um at school yes i don't recall i honestly don't remember yeah yeah now your family being in the military did anything special happen to happen with your family at all? I don't remember. 
You don't remember any of that. <laughs> my dad was deployed a lot of our childhood. So if he had deployed again, it wouldn't have been something like significant to me. He was gone a lot. Do you remember anything that your father would have said about all this? Um, I know you were around your mom mostly. Yeah, up. and he's not a huge like talker or anything. So he wouldn't have really said anything. I don't recall. I actually, I don't even know if he was there for that because I don't remember him being there. Yeah. Well, we'll be in New York City this, um, oh, what is it going to be? May of 2024. Mm -hmm. um, but we will be visiting the World Trade Center Memorial when we're there. Um, you've never been there, but it's something that I've been to. It's very, it is very emotional. It's very powerful knowing that, you know, again, being older than her, I've actually been in New York with those World Trade Centers there. And I have memories of walking up the steps. I actually have a couple of pictures of me in front of the, the doors of one of the World Trade Centers and um, going inside of them. I know you can see them in old movies, older movies. Yeah. Um, Home Alone 2. Yeah. It's one. It's also pretty interesting. You had shows like Friends that never really, they never really talked about it, but those were shows that were set in New York. And when they used to do the, the pan across the city with the, um, with the camera, they used to show the World Trade Centers. And then all of a sudden, just one episode, they'd pan across and they wouldn't be there. And I just thought it'd be really powerful for them to be able to have one less comedic episode where they have to deal with the emotions of that happening. Yeah. I think that's something that we all have to face because I'm sure this is not, we live in a quite, quite horrible world in many ways. And I'm sure this is not the last one. It's good to reflect on it. It's good to, Remember, as I said, that we're not invincible, that we do need to do what we can to keep ourselves safe, and if we're willing and able, stand up and try to protect people that can't protect themselves. Or if you're not able to do that, then just helping here, or, I don't know, send care packages to those that can, that definitely was nice yeah just do what you can to protect others out there what did Spock say in Star Trek to the Wrath of Khan the needs of the many outweigh the needs of the few or the one huh <laughs> <laughs> well um, I think I that kept can falling asleep during that yeah well we had to watch it like six times <laughs> every ten minutes was a new day <laughs> um so I guess we'll move on. Um, do you have a gay gaming, gay gaming. topic? <clears throat> gay gaming. Guess what game finally came out? What game is that, Holly? Starfield. Starfield. And we all know I'm a huge Bethesda fan. So Starfield, I remember them announcing it back on, I think it was 2018, 2017. Um, I think it was E3. I don't know. I think they don't call it that anymore. Anyway, um... But I started playing it yesterday on Game Pass because it's on Game Pass right now if you want to play it for free. And if you don't have Game Pass, it's 
cheaper than buying the whole game, at least for now. Um, I'm probably going to end up buying the game, but I just want to, it's a whole new idea from them. So I was like, I'm going to wait for Game Pass, which I love that they did that. It was very good marketing on their part. Um, anyway, so it plays kind of very loosely like No Man's Sky mixed with typical Bethesda game. Um, you get to fly a ship, you get companions, um, you get to hoard everything that you could possibly find, which is why I have not gotten very far in the game. I'm going to like my third little planet thing. And yes, you do. There's like a thousand planets. Uh, you do get guns. You do get melee weapons. I haven't seen... I'm wondering if there's going to be something like energy kind of. Like instead of magic, maybe an energy thing. But um, you start out like mining an asteroid and then stuff goes down. And... I'm thinking I'm going to be a pirate because there's different factions and yes, you can steal other spaceships and I'm so excited for that. Um, but right now I'm killing the pirates so I'm kind of like, don't feel bad guys, I hope you soon kind of thing. Um, but for the gay part, they do let you romance any of the four companions. There's two males, two females. They don't explicitly say that they go one way or the other. It's just they go either way um and then I was reading and I found on gamerevolution.com um it's Starfield Companion Sexual Orientation Who's Straight Gay Bi it was written by Jason Faulkner August 31st 2023 and he went over all the stuff I just mentioned but the next part I thought was interesting does Starfield provide a nuanced exploration of LGBTQ identities within its narrative? And so far, it's a no. And by that they mean the game maintains a neutral stance on sexuality and does not engage in in-depth discussions or acknowledgement of hetero, bi, or homosexuality. Which is interesting. We do like to go into that sometimes because we're like, these people's lives exist. But... I've noticed this game is super inclusive. Like, there are a lot of Asians, a lot of, like, African-Americans, like, and very little amount of white people, I've noticed. So, it's just, it's interesting. I don't know if it's maybe that planet I was on, but I like that they're including everybody kind of thing. But back to the nuanced exploration, where, I where like... they don't like all look the same on every planet. Yeah. That's good. But I haven't been... I Again, I was busy hoarding, so I really haven't traveled that much. <laughs> so we'll find out. Um, but I'm thinking maybe since it's like a little bit in the future that maybe it's kind of like Star Trek. Like, everybody's just everybody and it, there doesn't have to be a huge, unique story to being gay or anything like that. Like, it's just, oh, whatever, you like so-and-so. Which I kind of like that. I kind of appreciate it. Um, you do, you do, do, what was it? Do, do, do. do you know if they have any expansion packs or anything coming out anytime soon? Maybe right for the holidays? Uh. Or is there nothing on that yet? I don't know about that. I know that they have a premium version, which is like $100. And they've got 
the normal one's like 70 and then the other one is I think it was like 80 or something no 60 60 or 70 it's gonna it's gonna cost you a bit of money um but so far I'm having fun they say that you get to like mod your ship which I'm gonna have fun doing that and yes you do get to fly and pilot your ship it it is not like No Man's Sky fully, but you will, if you played that game, you won't be as lost when trying to learn how to fly your spaceship. And if you have played, uh, there's a Star Trek knockoff game on Xbox, but a lot of space games you do it. Like, I think Eve even? You did it on Eve? No, uh, Star Trek, the MMO, Star Trek Online, how you, like, change your like where you're putting your energy output to you can do like your engines or your shield other stuff like that you do monitor stuff like that while you're flying your ship so there is a little bit of that going on um and then the sky is a little gray but i'm hoping that on different planets it'll look totally different i mean there's a thousand planets so it's gotta and there is scanning like you scan the animals you scan the ores you get money for scanning and discovering things. There's a lot of little things that are going to keep you away from doing the main quest line. It sounds like it's a lot like the other game. Yeah, it's fun. It is only single player. That's the one thing that keeps me from being like, dang, I'm going to get it. I, I want to play with someone. I want to be able to get involved with the game with someone. We can go travel planets together or whatever. So, I don't know. I just... There's more story in this, though, and there's actual quests and stuff. It's a little bit more structured, unlike No Man's Sky, where they kind of just plop you there. But I like the mystery. I They're both their separate own great things. But, like, this is like Fallout 4. This is just a game that you play, and you get submerged into its world. I mean, we could still play, like, at the same time kind of thing and be like, Hey, what did you do here? Oh, I did this. Oh, that's cool. Know what I mean, Jelly Bean? True, true. I don't know. But yeah, that's gay gaming. Gay gaming. Gay gaming. Well, I think that's it for tonight. Star Trek Lower Decks is out today. Yep, we're recording this on Thursday night, so we're going to be watching the Chiefs play tonight, the Kansas City Chiefs, on the opening of the NFL season 23 24 season and then um and then I'll we're gonna have watch to wait to watch my star trek till tomorrow maybe we'll see i'll be too sleepy i'm gonna fall asleep no, we'll see i'm gonna fall asleep during the football more may, maybe more than likely <laughs> <laughs> anyway well we'll see you guys later we appreciate you hanging with us and thanks again for making us number 66 Let's get all the whips, number one. <laughs> You're back. Goodbye. Thank you for joining us on our show. Don't forget to check out our other shows wherever podcasts are available. And if you're in the position to help our podcast grow, please join us at patreon.com forward slash ggirltgirl. And check out our Facebook and Instagram page for more updates and messages at gaygirl forward slash transgirl. And if you're joining us on YouTube, please hit that like button and subscribe. Thank you.